Welcome to the NatRev Show, a weekly global podcast on sustainable cooling and heating technologies, brought to you by Sheko and supported by Teco. My name's Andrew Williams, and I'll be hosting today's show from Brussels, Belgium. I'm the European editor of Sheko's industry-leading websites r744.com, hydrocarbons21.com, and ammonia21.com. I'm also the editor of Accelerate Europe and Accelerate Australia and New Zealand magazines. I'm joined today by my colleague in the US, Sheko's North American editor Michael Gary, editor of Accelerate America magazine, and Sheko's deputy events manager, Pilar Aleo. This week, we'll discuss the recent Atmosphere Europe conference and opposition from some US states to EPA plans to revise leak repair and maintenance regulations for stationary refrigeration and air conditioning equipment using HFCs. Pilar, to set the scene, maybe you can tell us about last week's Atmosphere Europe conference. Hi, Andrew. Yes, uh, of course. So last week we had our uh, annual Atmosphere Europe conference. It happened in Italy and it was a great success. We are very happy with the result, the feedback we got. Um, there were about uh, 55 industry leading sponsors and partners. Uh, I think it's the year where we had the highest number of organizations involved at that level. And this is showing that actually the market is moving and the commitment from the industry is there um, to push natural refrigerants faster to, to the market. Um, we had a lot of people there, a lot of discussions, um, the presentations from different angles and, and different applications. Um, and the information is now available on the website of the conference. So everyone is, is welcome to check them out. Yes, Mike, Michael, so I'm sure you followed some of our coverage on the websites from, from last week. Among the, among the highlights were a technology panel featuring leading experts on each refrigerant. Uh, we had presentations from Professor Armin Hafner from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology on CO2, from Andy Pearson of Star Refrigeration on Ammonia, and from René van Gerwen of Entropy Cooling Solutions on Hydrocarbons. Yes, actually, that was one of the most exciting sessions um, of the three days. And it's, it's great that we could have all these three ex- experts uh, and recognize globally to talk about each referent. It was a good start of a kickoff session. Yes, Hafner was actually talking about heat pumps in particular. Um, CO2 is quite well established in already in commercial refrigeration in Europe, for example, and he was looking to identify some of the most promising future growth growth areas and cited hot water heat pumps, uh, talking about the large temperature glide and the increase in heat rejection loss uh, that you get by using CO2 in a heat pump. Uh, Those properties are unique to CO2, making it ideal for heat pumps he argued, um, singling out space heating, cooling, and hot water production as uh, potential applications. From the U.S. perspective, uh, we, we see Europe basically leading the way in natural refrigerant technology um, in terms of development, you know, with um, ejectors and those kinds of technologies for CO2 transcritical and just, uh, you know, leading the um, the world in, in, in 
in installations of CO2 and in uh, ammonia and uh, hydrocarbons. So um, I'm just curious as to how that, you know, we saw that uh, demonstrated at the atmosphere yes, show. Yes, we, we um, heard from a number of uh, CO2 manufacturers uh, manufacturers of CO2 systems at the conference advance or they, they mentioned that they've already uh, installed several thousand of their units in in Europe. Um, and one of the biggest pieces of news uh, also from Chilvanta, but again reflected at the conference was was Panasonic. Uh, Panasonic launched a 15 kilowatt uh, CO2 condensing unit model on the European market this summer. And a four kilowatt unit has been available in Europe since last year. 250 of these condensing units have already been installed in Europe in just one year. And it already has nine and a half thousand of those uh, installed in Japan. So certainly, definitely some big potential for those uh, CO2 condensing units to make a greater impact uh, on, on the market here in Europe. And together with what European manufacturers such as Carrier and Advancer and, and SCM Frigo, among others, are doing, I think certainly these uh, condensing units for smaller stores and food retail applications is a growth area. Yeah, certainly there were a focus on commercial and here we are looking at uh, smaller stores and also warm climates. Um, there were many discussions, many case studies that are on the website um, uh, now available, but also another uh, way to, to differentiate and maybe to see that the market uh, here in Europe is, is moving a bit faster than everywhere else is that we, for instance, look also into HVAC. Um, applications and then here we are also seeing that CO2 heat pumps or, or propane ammonia are also um, you know being being sold and installed uh, in Europe um, we also had a max session um, and again is a, a niche mark uh, there is a lot of potential for uh, car manufacturers to use CO2 in air conditioning and for the first time we had an amazing uh, car that was uh, in the entrance uh, using CO2 um, air conditioning. So uh, th there are things uh, outside commercial refrigeration that are showing that actually, yeah, the market is moving in different directions and uh, all, not all natural refrigerants are, are being used and, and uh, installed in, in many places. Um, Yes, and CO2 wasn't the only uh, refrigerant at the conference, obviously. The, we, we covered all natural refrigerants equally. Um, we had a, an interesting keynote presentation from Andy Pearson from Star Refrigeration about ammonia, um, pointing out that it's been in continuous use since 1830 and is one of the safest and easiest to use refrigerants, actually, and that's why it's been used for 180 years. Uh, he's been talking about a, what he terms a renaissance of ammonia being driven by the trend towards lower charge systems. Talking about this point where the ammonia charge becomes low enough to reduce the safety risk without compromising on system performance and describing that as the sweet spot that an increasing number of contractors are trying to hit for their, for their customers and particularly highlighting distributed and packaged systems as a trend for ammonia going forward, not just in Europe, but around the world. 
So, Andrew, we also had the second edition of uh, Accelerate Awards uh, ceremony as part of the conference. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, so uh, this conference, one of the highlights of the conference was the second edition of the Accelerate Europe Awards. Uh, the awards, named after the Accelerate Europe magazine, recognize the biggest players uh, among end users and manufacturers of natural refrigerant systems in Europe. And on the Tuesday evening of the conference, the ceremony recognized uh, these leaders in five different categories. Uh, the five awards were the Person of the Year, the Innovation of the Year, and Best in Sector Awards for Food Retail like commercial and industrial. The Best in Sector Award for Food Retail went to Metro uh, AG. Metro is a world-leading international wholesale and food retail company um, committed to phasing out F-gases in all its stores worldwide by 2030, replacing them with natural refrigerant systems where it's technically and economically feasible to do so. And the award went to Metro this year in particular because of their commitment to bringing natural refrigerants to new markets such as Russia and China. Earlier this year, Metro opened China's first transcritical CO2 system in the retail sector in a Beijing supermarket, a Beijing wholesale, wholesale store. And the idea is that uh, the German multinational will fit transcritical systems in all its new Chinese stores by 2025. For best in sector like commercial, uh, that award went to Unilever. Uh, Unilever was recognised for its commitment to hydrocarbons, which it decided to adopt in 1999. By 2016, Unilever had already installed 2.2 million hydrocarbon cabinets, and it prefers to use propane and isobutane for, for low temperature applications. And finally, the best in sector industrial, uh, that went to Eon Sweden um, in recognition of a 40 megawatt ammonia heat pump project for district heating in the harbour area of the city of Malmö, uh, which it fitted in December 2017. Uh, that project uh, features four uh, GEA, Gaia, ammonia heat pumps, each with a heating capacity of 10 megawatts. And the heat pumps use the heat from Malmö's, Malmö's sewage treatment and waste incineration plants to deliver heating to approximately 100,000 homes in, in Malmö. Then finally, the Person of the Year Award. This was a, a hotly uh, anticipated category. And this went to Sergio Girotto. He is the president and CEO of NX. NX is an Italian manufacturer of CO2 systems. And Girotto, he's well known in the natural refrigerant sector. He designed the first CO2 transcritical supermarket in 1999. In 2001, he installed the first ever CO2 transcritical system in a large supermarket. He founded his company NX in 2004, and since then it's produced over a thousand CO2 transcritical systems. He's very well known in the sector. He's patented a number of products and system designs, including a liquid ejector for overfeeding evaporators. So congratulations to him. And the final award was the Innovation of the Year. This was voted for 
by the public online in the week running up to the event and from conference participants uh, during the event itself. And the, from the shortlist, the chosen winner was GEA for the Blue Q, a low-charge ammonia chiller for air-conditioning large buildings. Cool. Thank you very much, Andrew, for the overview. Uh, that's the great and yeah, congratulations to, to everyone. Moving, moving on now from the Atmosphere Europe conference to the situation in the US concerning the EPA rules on uh, leak detection of, of HFC systems. Michael, give us the lowdown about the recent developments there. Okay, thanks, Andrew. So uh, as uh, most people know, um, the Trump administration has uh, been trying to roll back most of the um, environmental initiatives undertaken by the Obama administration that preceded it, um, and the um, especially on the you know and in, in terms of what the EPA regulations are. And so, this latest thing is that um, a few months ago the EPA proposed um, changing. The, uh, the rules for leak repair of commercial refrigeration systems, um, which the Obama administration had extended from just uh, ozone-depleting uh, refrigeration systems to HFCs, which are not ozone-depleting, but of course contribute to, gl to global warming. Um, Trump administration doesn't believe in global warming, so they uh, have no problem in basically saying that the leak repair uh, and maintenance regulations, uh, and this is for stationary refrigeration and air conditioning equipment, uh, it can only apply to ozone depleters and not to HFC. So in response to this, the industry uh, in, in the U.S. has been largely opposed to this change. Um, and it was uh, recently a, a letter from 15 states and the District of Columbia was sent to the EPA strongly opposing these revisions. Um, states that have taken the lead in its own statewide regulations, like California, for example, and New York uh, were, were part of this letter, but uh, a number of others as well. And um, in fact, all the states who were signatories um, were part of the uh, what's called the U.S. Climate Alliance, uh, with the exception of three. Uh, the U.S. Climate Alliance committed to reducing uh, short-lived climate pollutants like HFCs. And uh, one of the uh, states that is not part of the U.S. Climate Alliance plans to join it. Um, the recently elected governor of Illinois, whose name, whose name is uh, J.B. Pritzker, uh, has stated that he plans to join. Um, so, Again, uh, the states urge the EPA to withdraw this proposed rule and embrace the appliance maintenance and leak provisions that apply to HFCs um, and not just ozone depleters. So it, it's another example of what's going on in the United States. It's an example of how states have taken the initiative to uh, support environmental regulations in the absence of uh, federal leadership. And um, we're going to see more and more of that. Um, you know, already California and three other states, Connecticut, Maryland, and New York, have uh, announced plans to regulate HFCs, and we expect many more states to follow suit uh, in the coming year so that um, we end up having quite a few, a large representation of the U.S., you know, taking the initiative on uh, HFCs and other 
environmental regulations and um, in order to uh, maintain the U.S. commitment to the Paris Accord, which, of course, Trump administration is uh, trying to get out of. So it's it's really a, an interesting example of what's going on in the U.S., and I hope um, that states continue to continue to uh, lead on the climate front following what, what California has done. California, of course, uh, passed the uh, uh, Cooling Act uh, recently um, that's very strict on HFCs and um, you know, they're going to continue to um, to uh, support natural refrigerant installations in California with, with okay, incentives. Okay, and in specifically, just to wrap up on this, the issue of this letter, what would be the next step now? Is the EPA obliged to respond? Well, the EPA was actually asking for uh, feedback uh, for this proposed rule, and uh, the deadline was November 15th, which is when this letter was issued. So now they have all the feedback uh, from the industry and from the uh, from the states. So they'll be proceeding now to, uh, you know, issue a, a final rule um, based on, you know, what, what they're hearing and what they want to do. And um, hopefully they will take this into account, you know, this opposition into account in the final rule and, and um, you know, reflect the fact that many people want to regulate the leaking of HFCs. Um, th this would allow people to leak as much HFCs as they as they want without any repercussions, which would be really detrimental. Okay, uh, thank you. Thank you for those insights, Michael. And certainly, uh, you're right. I think this trend of states taking independent action on their own on a number of issues uh, related to the HVAC and R sector is definitely something to keep track of in in the coming months and, and years, especially in this uh, administration. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Pilar. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to tune in next time for another great NatRev show. <laughs>